Last Thursday, I was driving back to my home during the storm that came on Thursday night. Incredibly heavy rain and winds. And as I was driving back, I could see the branches, limbs of trees, some of them very big, being scattered all over the place. And the wind was swirling around and there was gushes of rain coming. And it was only later on that uh, I saw the destruction uh, that, 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 that came about. People's homes and garages were being damaged by falling branches. And even as you look around, you can still see that on many streets around, a quite substantial amount of woodwork is lying on the ground because of the storm. What, what amazed me about it was the randomness of it, that in certain areas, that there was quite an amount of destruction. And in other areas, there was little or no destruction. It seemed that some places were untouched, but here in this area, uh, there was a lot of damage uh, to property and to the trees in the area. The randomness of the destruction is something that was a real-life experience for the people of Israel at the time of Jesus. The majority of the people were living a very dreadful life. They were suffering greatly and they were oppressed. And in many ways, their life was a day of toil, day in and day out. And they were suffering could be visited upon them at any time because they were just barely getting by each day. I think that is why Jesus used the parable of the sower to speak to them, because there was a randomness about the seeds coming to fruition, and the majority of the seeds did not. It is important that we remind ourselves how the farming practice then was called dry farming. So the farmer would have a piece of land and it would be grown over and he would just scatter the seed on the dry land. He would scatter it on top of the pathways where people were walking. He would scatter it among the thorns and the weeds. He would scatter it where there was stones because he didn't know and they didn't know where the deep, rich soil was. And it was only when they ploughed the land, they sowed the seed, and then they ploughed. It's called dry farming. Then did they know where the seed would take root and it would produce a bountiful harvest. So Jesus used this example for the people who were, who were going through difficulties and they're going through trials about the randomness of it. And because their difficult life they were not able to live of God, the way God wanted them to live. We see from Scripture, it is important to note that they were on the, standing by the sea and Jesus is in the boat with his disciples. So what Jesus was observing, there were sheep without a shepherd. And we can see some of the things that were preventing them from having life and life in its fullness. For example, they were they limited very much who they showed dignity and respect for. 
when Jesus is caught talking to a Samaritan woman at a well. His own disciples were shocked and dismayed that he would do something like this. There was a limit to who they considered uh, entitled to dignity and respect, and the Samaritans were the ones who were excluded at that time. When the woman was caught in adultery, they wanted to stone her to death. They were merciless in their dealing with anyone who was caught in sin. And then on the third one, they were indifferent to the sufferings of other people because they were considered unclean. Uh, and it could be somebody who might even be born with a physical or mental challenge. They equated it with the punishment from God and were considered unclean. So what Jesus was inviting them into was inviting them to join him in, in the boat because the boat was the symbol of a person who wanted to follow Jesus. It was an invitation to be with him as his disciple and then to go forth. And what Jesus was inviting them to was to be a people, to be a disciple who is unconditional in their, in their love, the agape love, a love that seeks the good of all people. And that is what Jesus is inviting them into, to be a person who seeks the good of all people that they encounter, irrespective of who or what they are. It was an invitation for them to be constant in forgiving people, to be merciful, because that who God is and that who Jesus is. So to be in touch with Jesus, to be in touch with the forgiveness that he offers, and to offer forgiveness to all people as well. Because the Lord knew how easy it is for us to be entrapped in the snares of guilt and resentment. And a person who would not be living their life in its fullness if they were trapped, entrapped in guilt and forgiveness. And that is why he saw the importance of constantly offering forgiveness in people's lives. Jesus was not indifferent to, to the suffering of people. That is why he spoke volumes in his actions by going out to the last, the least, and the lowly, going out to those who were ostracized because of their, whether a physical or a mental illness. And Jesus said, if you want to, you can heal me. And his beautiful words, of course I want to be healed. And that is a, that is a very, a very beautiful thing for us to remember that Jesus wants us to be with and to go forth and to Nathan and Sean this is what your journey in faith has led you to today to be with Jesus and to go forth in his name and going forth in his name is 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 a call an invitation it is a call for you to go forth to treat every person you meet with dignity and respect. To be merciful, don't hold people in their sinfulness, hold them in their forgiveness. And to never be indifferent to the suffering of others, but to try your best to make the world a just place for all.